Hey friends, it's Sonia Holmes and you're listening to the Own Your Work podcast where I bring you some inspiration and some actionable steps to help you create your best work life yet. Now friends, in today's episode, I want to share with you a book review. A book I've shared it a couple of times. You probably heard me quote from it and I've shared the name and the author's name before, but I want to just take this episode and really share a couple key things that helped me and really resonated with me in this book and how it helped me in this journey, even with starting my podcast. So I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share the book with you and the key things that I took away. There were so many gems, but I I do want to highlight a couple things. I also want to talk to you about um, how I found myself in the book as well, too, and how I was lovingly called out for something that I was doing. And if you're anything like me, you probably do it as well. So I'm going to talk about that. And then finally, I want to talk to you about my key learnings with stepping out and taking this podcast journey. And I want to talk to you about what's coming next. So I want to just give you, I guess you can say a couple announcements, some things that we have coming next. Um, in the pipeline for you. And I'm so, so, so excited about this. So cannot wait. So let's start with the book, friends. Um, So the book that I wanted to share with you that I feel like this episode will be around and we're going to talk about a lot is called Playing Bigger. I actually have it here in my hand. Okay, y'all. So it's called Playing Big, not Playing Bigger, Playing Big by Tara Moore. Now, I've read this book probably about three times, and a couple of the things that I'm going to talk to you about is where I actually saw myself and how I was called out. Um, but I love the book so much that I got not only the physical copy, but I also got the audible version, and I might even have it on Kindle as well, because as I was reading it, I knew that there were some times like I wanted to listen and really just be a student of this book. And so like in the car, like I was, would listen to it and I went through it like a couple of times. So I read this book a couple of times and I still feel like it's so valuable. It's one of those books that I think you should probably read again because every time you go through it, you find more and more nuggets and so there's a couple of books that really does that for me. So playing big, this is one that I encourage you to read and also like read again. I also love Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's one of those books that like, you know, I feel like you should just read every year to reset your habit. And and I think that's a really good book. Um, And it's a different approach to goal setting. But there are a couple books that are like that, that I just think, you know, it should just be on your rotation and that you should just read it every now and then. So playing big specifically is one of those books. And that's why I want to talk to you about it. Now, there's a lot of different themes, and the purpose of this book is to get you out of your comfort zone and to just, like the title says, play bigger. A lot of times we shrink ourselves. A lot of times we hold ourselves back from speaking our truth, from using our voice and playing bigger and you know, living out that dream that's in our heart. And so her title is Playing Big, Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up create and lead. And even though this title, it says that it's for women, I've actually shared this with um, some male colleagues of mine, and they've actually found it very helpful as well. I mean, there's a lot of practical advice that anyone can use in their career, especially if they find themselves, you know, shrinking or not using their voice and they want to be more vocal and they want to lead. 
um, this is definitely going to be a book for you. I think there's a lot of things that both men and women can learn from. So specifically today, a couple of things that I want to talk about that really, I feel like just lovingly nudged me or lovingly called me out was her two chapters. Um, One chapter was called Hide or Hiding. And then the next um, chapter was about taking the leap. And let me tell you how I was called out in this chapter. And you might find yourself here as well too. So in the chapter that's called Hiding, she talks about strategies that we have that keep us in hiding. There's so many things that's pulling on your heart and you're not going to do it if you keep making fake moves. Okay. (laughs) And that was the like kick in the butt that I needed. This chapter specifically around hiding, she called out six things that we do. And it's almost like fake progress. You know, you probably heard about like analysis paralysis or, you know, this idea where we think that we're making progress, but really we're just, you know, it's just another hiding strategy. And that's what she talks about. So the six areas or the six things and really called me out here that she talks about that are hiding strategies that we use to hide instead of actually doing, instead of actually taking action and playing big. Um, are these six strategies. So I'm going to just share it with you. So it is, you know, this, then that. And what that means is in our mind, sometimes we have an order of how we think things are supposed to happen. So there's a sequence that we have. And in order for me to do this, I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to accomplish this first. And it has to be in a particular order. But she calls us out here because that is a hiding strategy. A lot of times we have this order in our head and it's just another way that we delay taking risk, getting success, or even delay failing, which is not a bad thing. I talked about failing, (laughs) you know, in our highlights and our lowlights in a past episode. But a lot of these things, these tactics that she shares, they're just strategies that we use to delay. And it really is another form of procrastination. And sometimes it can feel like we're making progress when we're really not making progress. So the first one is this fake order that we have in our head that we tell ourselves first this and then that. And the purpose is recognizing that there are many possible orders. There's not just one way to achieve something. And we have to know and try to figure out what's the most direct route to playing bigger right now. Like, how can you get into the playing field right now? Instead of thinking this first, I have to do this and then that, like, what do you need to do to get playing right now? So She talks about that in her book, and I want to share that because that is like one of the things that I'm like, wow, I'm doing that myself. I always thought there was just one more thing that I had to do before I put myself out there, before I started my podcast, before I started using my voice at work. There was always one more thing I had to do or I had to know. And sometimes we actually just need to remove that order that we have in our head and get into action. So That was the first thing. So there are six strategies that she calls out. The second strategy is designing at the whiteboard. And y'all, I'm so guilty of this. And I'm a big planner. You, If you've listened to any of my past episodes, you know I talk about planning a lot. I talk about being intentional. It's a core value of mine because it's helped me to really move the needle in areas. But 
let me tell you where this can be a pitfall and where it can actually work against you. There's been times where I've used planning at the whiteboard or designing as a way to procrastinate, as a way to delay taking a risk, as a way to delay failing or delay even succeeding at something because I was just at the whiteboard. I was using too much time planning. But if you're finding yourself doing more planning than actually doing, then that might be a clue for you to take more action. So I want to encourage you if you find like this is a strategy that you use to hide as well too, and you, you know, disguise it as just doing more planning, I want to challenge you to look at how much planning you do and like just cut it down by 50%. <laughs> or cut it down because the goal is to get you into action. And if you have to take action with less planning, then do that because the goal is to get into action. And I am telling you that I've learned so much by actually just taking risk and getting out here and doing because of the data that I've gotten from it. And it's helped me to plan more strategically <laughs> because now I have real life data, data that I can use versus just ideas or stories or other people's stories in my head of, you know, what I think it should look like. So if you find yourself in this strategy of thinking that you just need to plan and design and do more at the whiteboard, then I want to encourage you to do less planning and more doing, take more action. All right. So the third one is overcomplicating and endless polishing. So she talks about that. And let me tell you, y'all, this is me. You know, we want it to be perfect. And I've talked about this before, but in order for me to step out, I had to let go of perfection. Like I had to release episodes before I felt like it was good enough. And even at work when I'm working on projects, like I had to get it in front of the target audience to get the data that I need and the real feedback. Because no matter how much I worked on, whether it be a project or even a podcast, in my head, there's always going to be something that can be better. So if you find yourself like not only at the whiteboard designing, but not releasing the thing or not putting your idea in front of the target audience because you want to make it just right and perfect, I'm telling you, like, let's eliminate that. The goal is to get into action and just put it out there because you're going to get some real data. <laughs> You're going to get some real life data. You're going to learn something that might even help you to um, make it more impactful. So I want to tell you, if you are overcomplicating it, just do it. Make it simple and just take a bold step. She says a simple, bold creation. Don't overcomplicate it. So if this is you, friend, I want you to look at what you're trying to create. And what is the fastest way? What is the best way to get this in front of the people ASAP, right? And what is the simplest form to do that? I want you to look at what you're creating. And maybe you do have this big vision of what you want it to be in the end, but it's not going to be that now because you need to get it out there and you really need to perfect it. Not It doesn't need to be perfect, but when you get it out there in front of people, you can perfect it and make improvements to it. So Look at what you're you're creating. Don't overcomplicate it. Make it simple. Simplify it. And share your early versions of it. And that's what she talks about in this chapter of hiding strategies. Instead of overcomplicating it and waiting for it to be perfect and polished, share the early versions of it and learn what needs to be improved. So that's that one. 
that was the the kick I needed because y'all, I found myself in there because I was endlessly polishing and it was never going to be right. Okay. The next one, which is the fourth one that she calls out as a hiding strategy is collecting or curating what everybody else has to say about it. And this is when we're using other people's story. And once you start sharing your story and your experiential wisdom, it changes everything. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the number one expert, but you can be the expert at one particular thing, that thing that you've already accomplished and share your story. The purpose is for you to share your experiential wisdom. And when you share your stories, you're going to connect with people in deeper ways and magic happens. So I found myself in that as well too. Okay. The next one was omitting your own story. So omitting your own story, your own truth, and then getting more and more education, right? This is a hiding strategy because a lot of times we think we need another certificate or we think we need something else before we apply for the position, before we um, work on our project or raise our hand for even promotion, or we think we need more education before we get into action and start that business or whatever it is. And that was a hiding strategy as well, you know, that I've used in a lot of areas of my life, not just when it comes to the podcast, but thinking that I wasn't ready for you know, the next level or thinking that I wasn't ready for you know, that promotion or this new role. When you already have a lot of experience and look at what you have and the fresh perspective that you can bring. So focus on your experience. Again, going back to that experiential wisdom and what you can actually bring. Chances are that you probably don't need another certificate or more education. The chances are is that you probably need to just start doing what you already know and the proven success that you've already gotten and sharing what you already know. So I found myself in these things like so much. And this chapter, it really helped me because I was like, wow, this is me. And this is the fake moves that I was doing. In addition to that, like I found myself getting stuck on things that really didn't matter. I would find myself doing more planning than anything. I would find myself, you know, getting excited about what I was created, but I never actually finished it. And these were all hiding strategies for me. It was really another form of procrastination. It was another way that I was delaying taking a risk. It was me delaying actually playing big and it was still just hiding. It was delaying the chance to fail. It was delaying the chance to even succeed. And if you think like any of those things that I mentioned resonates with you, then you too might also be hiding. And friends, it is time for us to come out of hiding. Okay. <laughs> so that is like the one chapter that I feel like just really resonated with me. But then the next chapter, she goes into taking a leap. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the big highlights or the big points in that. But um, basically, a lot of times, again, we're making fake progress because we're planning or we're designing, but we're not actually getting in front of our target audience. And so here are some criteria for you to know if you are taking a leap and actually playing big and getting in front of the people. So number one, it gets you, it gets you playing bigger and it gets you in the field like right away. So the first time when we talked about like a hiding strategy, the opposite of that is actually doing and getting in front of people, right? Um, another 
thing that she calls out as like a criteria for us to play big or take the leap, this chapter is called leap. Um, she says that it can be finished in one to two weeks, right? So this is big, y'all, because let me tell you, a lot of times we can work on things that's going to take weeks and weeks on end when we really need to just start making true progress. And true progress doesn't mean planning again or planning some big things. Sometimes it means, okay, what does that look like now? This gets you in front of the people. It gets you acting right now. And it actually gets you into doing and doing something that's very similar to what it is that you want to do big picture. So that is one. Um, (laughs) And the third criteria for, she lists six criteria, but the third criteria for taking a leap is it's simple. As we talked about in the last chapter, you know, we can overcomplicate things, but when we are taking action, it's simple. We need to take action. We need to make it simple and not overcomplicate things, right? And another thing that she mentions, which is the fourth criteria, is that it gets your adrenaline flowing because a leap is stretches you outside of your comfort zone. So a lot of times if you're planning and designing at the whiteboard, while you might be getting excited about this amazing product or thing that you're creating in your head, you're probably not getting as much adrenaline going as if you were to actually set a deadline and get it in front of people within two weeks. So I want to encourage you to do something that stretches you stretches you outside of your comfort zone that you know gets your adrenaline going and gets you into leaping. The fifth criteria is that it puts you in contact with your audience or the people that you're actually trying to reach or influence. So <laughs> for example, if you're working on that project, but you're just working on that project and designing and you know polishing and all these different things, it's not in front of the people. So she encourages you to share early versions of you know this project or your idea versus trying to wait for it to be perfect. Get it in front of the people that you're trying to reach and get feedback immediately because this is the way that you're going to make the biggest impact and that you're going to you know make the changes that you actually need to make, right? So that's the fifth one. And then the sixth one is really big is take a leap with the intent to learn. Now, y'all, this helped me a lot because, for example, when I was starting my podcast, you know, I have a lot of different reasons why I want to do this. But one of the biggest things that really helped me to not only press record, but to actually press publish was I need to get it out here, right? I need to now take my leap. But also I was practicing. I'm doing this so that I can learn. And here's the things that I'm trying to learn within my first 90 days, right? I'm trying to learn like about myself, like if I actually like doing it. (laughs) So that was a goal of mine, right? It's one thing to do something in your head and to think you like it, but to actually do it and know like, oh, this is actually invigorating for me. This is exciting for me. That's something completely different and it changes the game. So I wanted to learn about myself. The other thing that I wanted to learn was how can I actually make this work? I'm a mom of four. I work full time. I'm a wife. I'm busy, y'all. But this is something that's been on my heart for a while and I really wanted to do it. So in this first like 90 days, I wanted to like learn if I can make this work. So not only if I like doing it, but if I can make this work for my lifestyle, Um, if I can make a routine and if I can incorporate this. So for me, it was really learning and practicing. And then the other thing, getting in front of my target audience and learning, like I can have all these things that I want to teach, but 
or all of these ideas or problems that I think I want to solve. But the best thing to do and that I've learned and the most impactful data that I've gotten was from you all. Look, I've had a lot of conversations and the more and more that I talk with you, like sometimes you reach out to me, whether it be on LinkedIn or Instagram, and you're sharing with me your personal stories and we're talking and I've gotten on the phone with a lot of you and y'all, it makes me, it brings tears to my eyes to know that like, number one, you're listening and you're telling me about what you're learning. I'm also learning about more of what you need. And if I had not taken this risk, I would keep making or creating things that I think that you want to hear. And by actually getting in front of you and getting you to respond, I'm actually learning more about what you want and how I can serve your need. So do I think I have it all figured out right now? No, but I can tell you that I'm actually learning now so much by doing. And she talks about that. That's the sixth criteria for taking a leap. It's a leaping with the intent to learn. And y'all, I am, you know, I listed those three things that I want to learn, but also like, I want to learn how to get better. I want to learn how to make more compelling messages. I want to learn how to communicate more effectively. I want to learn how to connect with audiences. I want to learn how to build community. There's so much that I want to learn And every week that I get on here, it is more practice for me. And my hope is that every week that I learn that I'll get better and I'll get better. And that one day, you know, when I'm, you know, recording episode 111 or 222 or whatever, just random numbers, but that I'll look back on episode 13 or episode one and just be able to see how far I've come. Like I am starting this and I started this with the intent to learn. And having that mindset, knowing that this isn't all or nothing, like this is practice for me. It has really helped me to take off this idea of perfection and to get into doing and to get into do mode and to get into action. So I hope that me sharing um, the things and the ways that I was called out in this book was helpful for you. I want to encourage you to Get the book, read it for yourself. There's so many like impactful themes that she has throughout this book that can really just change how you show up and how you find your voice and how you, you know, tap into your inner wisdom. Like it is so amazing. I highly recommend this book, y'all. And I hope that, you know, when I share some of the things, the ways that I was called out, maybe you find a little bit of yourself in my story and you feel like, you know what, it's time for me to come out of hiding too. And that's what I want for you. I want you to come out of hiding. I know there's so many big things that's on your heart. I know that you are a multi-passionate professional. You have people that you're taking care of and supporting and your dreams also deserve to see the light of day. I believe that it is also a form of self-care and I want you to go after those things that are on your heart and figure out how you can make it work and integrate it within your life without having to succumb to hustle culture, without having to sacrifice things that are most important to you. And that's what this Own Your Work podcast is about. It's about creating a work life that actually works for you. It's about creating your most aligned and fulfilling work life and y'all that happens when we start doing and giving voice to ourselves and the things that's on our heart. So now I'm going to wrap this up because I know I've been talking a while and you know, your girl can just go on and 
Um, I'm trying to get better, y'all. But I want to talk to you about another way that I am coming out of hiding in the next steps for the next phase for this podcast, y'all. So special announcement. All right. I am going to do a a live episode (laughs) and I want to invite you to be a guest to one of our live events. So if you want to be a studio audience (laughs) in one of my live recordings, you can go to soniaholmes.com forward slash live and I will send you the details, the date on the live event where I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to be able to bring you in. You're going to be able to call in, ask questions, leave message in the chat, and we're going to be able to talk and have a dialogue real time. I want to do this once a month where we're having a live call um, versus just pre-recording and posting. Like That is my vision. And also when I first started this podcast, it really was for me more of just a podcast. I saw it as a movement because we're leaving the old way of working behind. And I saw it as a movement and a community. And I'm excited to share with you that the Own Your Work community will be launching on September 1st. Okay, so mark your calendar September 1st. I'm opening the doors to the Own Your Work community so that you can get connected with like-minded professionals, multi-passionate professionals who are also taking steps and focusing on creating the life they love. We're going to be doing this together within community. I'm going to share more details about what you can expect, but y'all, it is almost done and I'm so excited. And um, I'm putting that date out there because I've been endlessly polishing and creating at the whiteboard, but now I am taking the advice from Play Big Book and I am simplifying it and I'm getting it out here. Okay, y'all. So mark your calendar. September 1st is when the Own Your Work community will go live and I would love to invite you to be a part of it. So again, you can uh, register or join the waitlist at SoniaHolmes.com forward slash community. Get on that wait list and I will email you more details, y'all. It is going to be fire. So make sure that you subscribe, make sure you join the wait list. So two things for you to do. I want to see you at my live event, soniahomes.com forward slash live. And I also want to see you inside the community that opens on September 1st, y'all. We are going to make big things happen together. It's time for us to play big. All right, y'all. I'm done now. I know I have been talking a while, a lot. So you know how I have to end this. All right. Until next time, friends. Remember, there's so much more to you than the work that you do. Own your work. Don't let work own you. Until next time, friends. Bye.